Hey, hey, hey! Welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions! It's Lainey Friedrich here, podcast episode 86. We are on day 62 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge. And today we're going to talk about how, well, we, I don't know about we, I'm going to talk. Whoever's on there is going to listen, so I appreciate that. <laughs> how to get informed while staying pain-free. Here's the story. Kathy gave me a packet of information and activities. Kathy Reynolds, who's helping me with my marketing for the advocacy, my advocacy business, uh, gave me some information that she wanted me to go through. And one of the things was to come up with, you know, what is the struggle that I want to solve for people? How do, how do I want to serve? Who do I want to serve? You know, what do I want to, what do I want to, what benefit do I want to bring to people? And with the advocacy business, um, I've, there are lots of different things that I would like people to be advocating for. And I honed in, I decided to hone in and try this exercise with women's healthcare because that's something that I felt very strongly about that I wanted to get in more involved with over the last several years because I see so many um, aspects of women's healthcare, uh, the rights that we have to um, exceptional healthcare being stripped away and, and having to be fought for, um, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And I want to change that dynamic and teach other people to change that dynamic. So what Kathy, one of the exercises Kathy has um, us do is go out and find books, like look on Amazon and find books that deal with the, the topic at hand and look at the reviews, read, read what the positive reviews said. And, um, and then she said to find some books that had bad reviews, um, like one star books. But I didn't find any that had, you know, that the book itself was always, um, you know, poorly rated. So what I did is I read the reviews, the positive review, a couple of positive reviews from the same book and the negative reviews, same book. And that Oh, let me tell you, that was interesting. And and I've done this before with other products. I know when I was looking for um, buying a refrigerator, for example, you know, I looked at all these positive reviews and, oh, you know, it's five, st four and a half star refrigerator. And then I looked at a ton of negative reviews and a lot of them had the same thing to say, like it um, cools unevenly and um, you get like frost in the refrigerator part because parts of it get like freezer cold and I saw this on every single refrigerator that I tried to look at and and lo and behold the one I bought does the same thing so there are spots in my fridge that um, I try and keep things that are in a container so that they don't freeze because if I put my produce in there I end up with frozen produce that um, I can't use so made me very very mad the first weeks and weeks as I was trying to figure out the temperature in my fridge and my freezer because I went to food safety class. So I keep a thermometer in both of them and I keep them in the range that you're supposed to keep them for food safety, which is I'm sure more than anybody else thinks about doing, but I kind of got drilled in my head when I was doing the food safety classes for the vegan food business that I piloted. Anyway, back to the books, the books. I, so I typed in, you know, different topics like women's health and reproductive health and um, women's health care. And um, it was really interesting. 
the, the topics that came up and it started to get painful. It started to get painful because of the inequalities, the, um, I guess the, what I had talked about earlier, like the fact that, um, it's being stripped away. And, um, one of the key topics that comes up that is always, always a painful topic to talk about. And it's a very emotional topic is abortion. Um, and I'm not going to get on my soapbox about what my personal views are. I am going to just talk about it in this context though. So I thought I would share some of the things that came up when I was reading these reviews, because it was interesting to me to just sort of process, um, things that I hadn't really thought about with respect to women's reproductive health and, and women's health care. So one of the books is called Reproductive Justice and quote and uh, Reproductive Justice Colon and Introduction. And the one of the positive reviews was it was thoughtful instead of pro-life, um, you know, pro-choice. It instead it had clear goals, um, and it talks about how reproductive politics is woven into other areas of our culture and politic, uh, a, a culture, I guess. Or, and then the second one was uh, killing the black body, which made me so sad. And uh, one of the reviewers said it was revealing. It cited good references. Um, it faults white feminists for ignore ignorance, silence, and apathy. And then it was interesting because one of the negative reviews said that it was not based on science. Um, specifically, they had there was something in the book about crack babies. And then they were claiming that it was biased against whites and just venting. And it started to make me realize that, you know, no matter what you hear or read or see or, um, you know, that's coming from another person, another source, there's always going to be uh, uh, that person's personal perspective is going to um, filter or it, we're all going to have our own biases about things. So same book, two different people coming at it, maybe from everybody's coming at it from their own unique perspective. And it's hard to know. I mean, unless if you have lots of people and they say the same thing, do, does that mean that one person who says something different is wrong? I mean, it's it's true for them, I guess, is the point. And not that it's not a, still a valuable book. And I guess that's how you just look at the reviews is, um, you know, how many people had thought that it was a positive resource, but these people may also have a bias that they're um, in agreement with the author, right? So that's why they liked it. Because <laughs> when people tell us more things that are similar to what we believe, then we like them, right? <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? So the next one was Divided We Stand, colon, Women's Rights versus Family Values. And this was a history of feminism and the polarization of today's politics, which I thought would um, would probably be an interesting thing to understand. Um, next one was a vindication of the rights of women. This is an old, I guess it's a very old book. Um, like before women had voting rights, um, it's historical on women's rights and responsibilities. And then one of the critics, um, in the reviews that said that it was a hypercritical, uh, about, you know, the author was like against like pretty women, like women who, you know, don't 
don't feel like they need to be, you know, super um, alpha. And, and this was back, like I said before, women even had the right to vote. So uh, again, you know, everybody's got their own perspective about I'm right. You all should think that uh, my way is the better way. Um, I think deep down inside, we all think that. <laughs> Some of us more verbal, more vocal and more verbal about that. But I think deep down inside, we all think well, we're right. We're, it's right for us. And that's the point I'm going to make at the end of this. Um, one was called Women's Gynecological, Gynecological Health. Um, and the re positive review said that was a thorough understanding of women's health issues while staying interesting. And then someone else said it was poorly organized as a reference and difficult to follow. It was more of a feminist read, not helpful clinically. Oh, maybe that was the next one. Women and in, woman colon an intimate biography. Um, our bodies ourselves. It's a great resource for men and women. Great for girls and boys too. That one I thought was super funny because um, one of the uh, one of the negative reviews this, this man wrote in that oh my uh, ex wife in nineteen seven I don't know this is, this is quite an old book in the seventies I think um, in nineteen seventy eight bought that book and two years into our marriage and started going out with the girls every night and it was like the start of the end of our marriage <laughs> and I'm thinking. Maybe it was the start of her own, you know, right choices for her. I don't know. I'm, you know, the book would have just resonated with something in her. Don't blame it on her. And one should be happy for her. I mean, if she's happier with somebody else, why wouldn't you want that for someone that you care about? Oh, people, we're all so weird, <laughs> myself included. Um, one was called Pro-Life, Claiming Abortion Rights. And this, so this is someone who's pro-life and typically pro, the pro-life stance is against abortion. Um, but this had to do with the inequalities and how to get the end outcome of, which is fewer unwanted pregnancies, which I would be interested in reading that because that's the one thing that always makes me angry about the pro-life movement is that they don't want to do pro-educate um, and sperm responsibility so that there are fewer unwanted pregnancies. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, that's just, I, did I say I wasn't going to say any of my opinions? I lied. Um, uh, How All Politics Became Reproductive Politics is one book, and that was, um, talks about motherhood as a, a job and a valuable job in our society. And then it says it puts the cultural current events in a larger context. Um, and that one, somebody said that that was just a leftist barrage. <laughs> That's the negative review. And then the last one is Life's Work, A Moral Argument for Choice. And this is by a doctor in the South who performs abortions. He's an African-American doctor. And he talks about medical, legal, moral, ethical arguments um, and stating that he's valuing women's autonomy. And then the... Um, Negative reviews said that he's just an apologist, he's a sham Christian, and he justifies the murder that he performs. Um, so it was, uh, again, it's always um, when the, the topic of abortion comes up, it's a very, very emotional topic, very complex topic as to, you know, viabilities of fetuses and um, 
But the whole the whole thing about unwanted pregnancies is that is in and of it. Even if you just looked at that piece of it, is complex. And so, like the part like from conception backwards and then conception forward, um, very very complex um, topics. And I guess what came to mind, you know, Kathy asks, uh, "What did I learn from this research?" And I. Well, at least in my opinion, is that women's health care is about a few things. Responsibility, like male responsibility, female responsibility, who, who's, who's, who's responsible. And not to say that every woman who gets an unwanted pregnancy is responsible, because I'll tell you what, from being out in the dating world, this, this is a complicated, complex, emotional, socio-psychological um, physical um, topic. It's not as cut and dried as, as people who like to think. Um, it has to do with power and control. Education is important. Equality is important. Um, the value of life and just the biology, the biology of human sexuality to begin with, and then the biology of, um, you know, fetal development. And I just feel like it always lacks every every discussion about this seems to lack to me um, valuing and under and a, a desire to understand each individual because um, I feel like I feel like it's better to talk about what are options that that can be made available to people. How can we provide better options to um, people in every aspect of of this and and not take hard and fast positions to say this is right this is wrong um it's really saying here are the options available given the circumstances and then and then also trying to understand the com complexity of the the circumstances that led to that the situation of of a pregnancy um, yeah, heavy topic. And it's like, how do, how do you stay informed about these things while staying pain-free? And so what I, what I found in going through this is it was actually super helpful to look at the negative reviews because when I first read through, it was the first sheet, you know, I went through each of the positive reviews for the books, you know, just wrote down like one or one key positive review and I thought, oh, this is really good, really informative. You know, uh, people thought that these this had good information, helpful, eye-opening, blah, blah, blah. And then on the flip side, it's like, yeah, but maybe, you know, the negative reviews were, yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe it's just a little too one-sided and they're not really looking at enough of the other side of the option choices options and choices um that are uh, that are should be considered um according to the the people you know who had the negative reviews it's it was just it was really 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 fascinating and so i come back to this i've talked about it on a few of this the podcasts and lives is about getting curious and um one of the things Leah was talking to me about with respect to dating is she said, you know, stop being so judgmental of, of people. Um, you know, 
because when you are, you know, what you're seeing in them is really a reflection of you. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know that. I mean, I knew that from having learned it before, but I didn't really stop and think about it from, from now. And when I get, when I step back and I just try to stay curious about other people and not think about it in terms of like why they're behaving a certain way, why they think a certain way, um, that to me, it, it helps me find a place of, of peace and um, calm and helps me. The, so that was one thing. So one thing is stay curious. How to, how to get informed while staying pain-free, I would say the first thing is stay curious and, you know, ask, try to seek understanding of the perspective of the other side. Not that you're trying to seek all the facts. Um, I mean, that's helpful. The facts that they're citing are coming from a certain bias as are the facts that I would be citing are coming from a certain bias. Um, and the, at the bottom line is the, it, it really comes down to each person and each person's decision in that moment. Like how did they get the, the decisions that led them to the point where there is a pregnancy, an unwanted pregnancy, and then um, the decisions after. And that's just like, that's just one aspect of women's health. I mean, you know, dealing with, birth control and the birth control pills, which whack women out. Oh my God. That just messes with their hormones. Like you would not believe like, and that's the answer. I'm like, wow, I don't like that answer either. Um, so the other thing it made me realize is, you know, I, I applaud the work that Planned Parenthood does a lot of the work that they do, but I'm, I'm probably not in alignment with everything that they do. And that's why I was looking back at my manifesto. And one of the things that I've talked about is, um, you know, for the Courageous Cause Champion, we don't commit to a cause campaign or organization. We commit to our personal values because within each cause campaign or organization, there is going to be disconnect at times between um, what that cause is promoting and what my own personal values are at this moment in time. I may change it over time with awareness, education. And if I stay curious um, and I learn from the campaign, but also, you know, and also try and learn from other sources, um, hopefully get a little bit better balanced perspective. Never going to know everything. Um, yes. Uh, so that is the first thing. And then the second thing, what was the other thing I thought of um, for staying pain-free is, um, oh, I had it in my head and then it went, what was I going to tell you? Mm -hmm. Staying curious. And there was one other thing about that. Oh, yes. It was really, and I sat down and did it this morning, is really fleshing out for myself by doing in my, I, I did my own um, opportunity guide. I did like, I came up with like levels 101 and 201 things for women's healthcare rights, like promoting women's healthcare rights and, um, or, you know, promoting women's healthcare, or I don't even like promoting because it's like, why should we have to earn this? Like we just, it should, just should be, it just is. So let's get it. It's, it's just give, it should just, anyway, I haven't come up with the right word yet. I don't want to talk about winning it or earning it or, you know, our right to it. Yes, we have a right to it. Of course we do. And we shouldn't have to, 
explain that to anybody. Um, it's an unalienable right. <laughs> we the people, let's see if it's in the preamble. We the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, including in the bedroom, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, 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 health and well-being, and secure the blessings of liberty, freedom, freedom to know what choices are available and freedom to have those choices be available to us as women. Pride for common defense, promote the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Our posterity means our offspring. And so, um, you know, being able to make that choice. Um, and again, I'm all about prevent ounce of prevention and, you know, making the choice on the front end, not at making the choice before there is a fertilization, not after. Um, but but having the having appropriate choices after as well and appropriate I guess is really a subjective word um, or knowing knowing what the choices are um, yeah so it's right there in the preamble to the Constitution that's what this country is founded on that includes health and well-being and freedom and support of women and womanhood and um, the continuation of the species um, of our reproductive um, value um, and our desire to be mothers. Um, or some people don't desire to be mothers and helping them ha allow them to have that choice be an easy choice that is not detrimental to their health and it's supported, easily supported by um, the sperm bearers. Um, and we want women to be safe, safe, supported, and satisfied. That's my mantra right now, safe, supported, and satisfied. Um, so oh, so point number two or, or exercise number two to stay pain-free while learning about these things is to flesh out on paper with the, the advocacy chart like my own steps that I could take to get myself involved enough that I feel like I'm making a difference and that it's meeting my need for becoming informed, being involved, supporting my own um, female health needs or, or health needs as a female. Um, so yeah, it's like it's self-care. It always comes down to self-care, right? I always say that. It always comes back to self-care. Um, that's it for today. I didn't mean it to be a downer topic. I hope that you will stay curious and don't dig in. Just don't dig in. Every single situation of a woman's health um, is, is very unique, has so many unique aspects of it, and it's really about um, um, medically uh, offering choices so that she has the freedom and to, to make those choices herself easily, easy choices um, that keep her safe, supported, and satisfied. Talk to you. And the men, too. I want the men to be safe, supported, and satisfied. But um, it, it just seems like, and I don't know from this, from the dating sphere, is that a lot of times it's skewed um, into what 
what men feel is convenient for them and they don't care what is safe, supportive for the women because they just want to be conveniently satisfied. And I'm not saying it's all men at all, but I'm just saying on the bell curve, it's the one, it's that big bulk in the middle. That's what it is. Uh, and it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural, it's how we are, are raised in the culture and our devaluation of women. And uh, that is what I would like to change. That is, that's the struggle I want to help solve. And I want to help uh, women and I guess uh, learn steps they, they can take, myself included, to change that dynamic. That's it for today. Namaste. 